Hey guys, how you all doing? This might be a little bit of a um, ASMR episode because it's late at night and I don't want to be too loud for everybody else in the house. Um, but I just thought I'd come on here and record a new episode because I have neglected all of you and this podcast and I feel bad. I'm sorry. A lot of you have been nagging me for a new episode and I haven't provided. Um, even though I did actually record another episode, I never ended up posting it. And I think I deleted it even because I forgot what was on it and I couldn't be bothered listening to it. So I just, <laughs> so I just deleted it. So as you all know, it's been quite a few months since my last episode was posted back in August. It's now November, it's almost December, and a lot has happened since my trip to Canada. So first thing I'm going to say is life right now is not as rosy as it was a few months ago, so um, this episode might not be as fun as they usually are. Um, I'm going to sort of treat this a little bit like my journal. <laughs> Which I restarted, by the way. Um, <coughs> but yeah, so um, how about we just recap my life at the moment? I feel like we haven't really had any deep convos on here yet because I haven't felt comfortable um, enough to share um, details about my life on here. But I think I think I'm cool with um, sharing just a few things. With you all because I know who listens um, to this podcast. Thank you all of you for listening to me on your drives to work and to and from wherever you're going, your sports and all of that good stuff. Um, I'm really glad that you're listening to me and hopefully I'm not making you fall asleep in the car right now. <laughs> um, but let's get into it, shall we? I completely forgot what I was talking about. Not gonna lie. Oh yeah. So Last episode was posted in August, um, and in July I went to Canada. Um, life was pretty awesome after that. As some of you might have already known, I have been um, working through a phobia that I've developed. Um, of uh, It's called agoraphobia, if you're wondering what it is. And essentially what it is is... For me, um, over the last few years, I'd say the last two years at least, two to three years, um, I've been really battling with a fear of leaving the house. Um, it started, I think, with COVID I, and, and like putting on weight during COVID. Um, and then I was sort of afraid to go outside because I didn't want people who knew me to see that I'd put on weight. Um and this is sort of a big admission to make to a podcast where I don't know who will listen. So, um, it's sort of daunting, but anyway, um, yeah, so it, it started with that and then, um, sort of some other factors as well. Um, some scary sort of traumatic things happened with some people in my life and, um, it made me more afraid of leaving the house. And uh, when I started working full-time um, from home, 
I would go for walks every day just to make sure that I was at least moving once a day um, after work. And um, after a while, I started to, <clears throat> the agoraphobia started to really affect how I felt about going for walks outside um, to the point where I would be walking and I would be watching all around me to make sure that nobody was looking at me or following me. Um, <coughs> one of the fears that I had was that every time I walked past the houses that I always walked past at the same time every day, I was really, really concerned that it was going to be my last day alive because someone in one of those houses would remember my routine and remember what time I walked past and, um, all of that. And it was really, really debilitating and it was really scary. And I just, it got me to a point where I was like, I would get a feeling in my gut. I was like, if today, if I go for my walk, I'm going to die. Like, I'm just going to die today. So then I would just stay home. And it just got so bad. Then I started going for runs um, during the summertime at the start of this year. And that was going well. I started training for like a 5K. Um, but it's quite funny. Like, I would only run in at midday um, on my lunch break because... I felt that there were less cars and less people about than usual. <coughs> so I felt safer. I hated when I could feel like if I was crossing a busy road, it felt like people were looking at me and that I might see someone I know or someone that knows me might see me crossing the road. And it was just never ending. And then we moved house. I moved house. Um few months ago like a couple of months into the year and um it's been better but one of the first things that I noticed was that it got even worse because there were still tradies working around the house and when they would be working outside my room or something like that or outside in the backyard I felt like the people around our house were staring at me through the windows and they weren't but I was terrified if they walked past a window that they would look at me so I would hide like I would literally I know it's ridiculous to hear this but I would hide behind walls I would hide behind doors and I would like literally peek around the corner to make sure that they weren't in my sight anymore and like weren't by the window and then I would go about my day and I was scared in my own home. And especially because my room is at the front of the house now, I was even more scared that someone would just break in through my window and kill me. And there was this one day when my dad had a an argument with um, one of our new neighbours working on Anzac Day. He was like doing some work on his house or on the block. And um, dad got into an argument with him and they were not happy that my dad started this argument. <coughs> Sorry. And I was like terrified that this guy was going to take revenge on my dad and break through the first like room in the house, which is mine, easy, easy access, my room, and that he would hurt me or kill me as revenge. Um, and that was when I knew I like had a problem. Um, so I started, 
<laughs> so I'm really sorry for this really depressing turn, but I, w- I will try my best to talk about something fun after this. Um, after that, I started seeing um, a professional, and he is great. We love him very much. He has saved my life, like actually saved my life. Um, there was a breakthrough moment. He said something to me. I can't remember what it was, but it was literally something like I had to do an exercise where it was like, okay, imagine you're just sitting in this room and everyone's just staring at you and there's people outside this room and think of all the places where they could find a way to look at you right now or stare at you. And so I did that and then we stopped that and I was like crying. I was like, I I wasn't crying. I was just like really shaken up. And then he said, okay, now imagine this same situation but instead just say it's all in my head and it was like that switch had been switched (laughs) and I just started bawling I was crying so much because I was like I can't believe it that just fixed it like it fully just fixed it for me um and so I went to Canada on my own I went and made friends on my own. I walked the streets of Vancouver completely on my own. I did all of that on my own. I went through the airports on my own, public transport on my own. It was a huge breakthrough. And after that trip, I think I was a brand new girl again. I feel like every time I go overseas on my own, I learn something new about myself. Um, (coughs) uh, So that was so awesome. That was really, really good. But one thing we noticed was that the agoraphobia was tackled in that way. So like now I can leave my house. I feel comfortable leaving my house. I can walk around my neighborhood now. I don't freak out about it. Um, I also take like a medication for anxiety as well. So like it, that helps as well. Um, but one thing we noticed was that something that happened while I was in Canada was I got food poisoning. Some of you would have seen. I got food poisoning (coughs) on a bus. Uh, Well, it wasn't on a bus, but I was on a bus when the effects started hitting me. So I got food poisoning while I was on Vancouver Island and it didn't really hit me until I got back to Vancouver and I had to take a bus to get into the middle of the city and it was a long bus ride because the traffic was really 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 bad and the weather was absolutely horrible like just so so hot so I got on this bus I'd I'd been feeling a bit off all day on the ferry um but I was okay and then I got on the bus and there was no air like there was just no air in the bus at all um and I was really concerned about how hot it was, but I was like, ah, oh, it'll be fine. We started moving and it was fine. There were a couple of windows that were cracked open, but other than that, like it was very hot and it was a packed bus. Anyway, we get onto this bridge, like we're crossing this bridge to get to the city. You have to go over this big body of water. And it was bumper to bumper traffic. Like it was really, really, really busy. And um, I'm sitting there in the sun is just beating down on me and I've just got this food poisoning. All of a sudden it starts brewing and I'm like, Oh my God, I feel so shit right now. Like I feel so sick. And it was that feeling of being stuck on the bridge. Couldn't get off the bridge. Like couldn't get off the bus 
to get to a toilet or something like couldn't do anything I was stuck on this bus in this seat in the sun with no air and you can imagine the panic attack you go into after this so I'm freaking out and because I couldn't do anything about the pain in my stomach I it started to just make me feel ill all over so then all of a sudden I was like I'm about to pass out I got into like sweats and I felt all of the blood drain from the top of my head down to my feet and that's when I know I'm like I need to lay down like right now or I'm gonna pass out and I need air and I just was like I'm gonna be sick I'm gonna vomit I'm gonna vomit everywhere like this is horrible so it got to a point where we weren't moving and I got so desperate I turned around to the people behind me that were sitting behind me and I was like have you guys got a bag I feel I hope I haven't told you guys this story on here before (laughs) anyway (coughs) I'm like have you guys got a bag I'm desperate I feel like I'm gonna be sick they're like no we don't sorry and then they saw the desperation in my face I was like oh no problem but they saw the desperation and they got out like a ziploc bag that had like their toiletries in it and just emptied it and gave it to me and they were like here you go and I was just like thank you and I just sat there like oh my god eventually we get to a bus stop and I'm like I gotta get off we are so far away from where I actually needed to get off but I was just like, I need to get off right now. I need to find a bathroom. Like I need to get off, vomit, do all of that. Like fully just everything. I just needed to get off. I get off and I'm crying at this point. I'm in so much pain. Like stomach is not good. I need to like find a bathroom. I'm going to vomit. Like I feel like I'm going to pass out. I've got my big ass freaking bag on wheels with me. It's huge and heavy and just my backpack on my back and it's hot and I just was giving up. I was like, I cannot. This is so difficult. I tried calling my mum. It was like 7.30 over here. It was like 1 p.m., 1.30 in Vancouver. And I called mum and I was just crying. I was like, mum, I can't, I can't. I just want to go home. I don't want to be here anymore. Like it was really horrible. And I was very sick, really, really sick that night. Um, Eventually, after like 45 minutes of walking around Vancouver, we found a toilet that wasn't, uh, that wasn't engaged or out of order or just absolutely like horrendous. We finally found a toilet. It was like this dirty, disgusting McDonald's. Um, and oh my God, it was just terrible. Anyway, eventually I got an Uber to my airbnb which was like a cupboard (laughs) i stayed in like a cup in someone's cupboard and i literally just had a shower and just stayed in bed all night and i got at his place at like 6 p.m and i was just in bed for the rest of the night i was not well the reason why i'm telling you all of this is because um so we fixed the initial agoraphobia but now what i'm dealing with is we, like my psych referred to it as whack-a-mole like where you like you fix one problem but then another one arises so the new problem is getting on public transport now for me is um very difficult like I, I take the train to get to work usually because it saves me money and I can't do that at the moment because um every time I've gotten on one in the last two months at least three months even I have 
promptly felt very ill um, and then felt like I was going to pass out like immediately. And I'm like, I need to get to a bathroom and I just need to like run off the bus, uh, the bus, the train, I meant to say. And I get off the train at the same stop every time. And I think part of it is like, I feel like I'm not getting enough air on the train um, and there's too many people around me and I just start freaking out. I start panicking and I feel like I'm just reliving that bus experience from Vancouver over and over again. At first we thought it was an actual stomach issue that I had. Um, and so I got tested for all sorts of stuff. I had freaking, I had a, um, what's the one where they, you know what they usually, when they usually check for a baby, um, I forgot the one, you know, the one when they're like looking in a pregnant woman's stomach for like a baby. They did that to me. They like checked my stomach, um, did blood tests. The only thing that's wrong with me is I'm low in iron again. Woo! I'm anemic. Um, so that's really awesome. So I've been driving to work for the last like two to three months. Um, and it's costing me a fortune, but it's like the only way that I can get to the office. And unfortunately, I work smack bang in the middle of the city. So parking costs me a fortune. Tolls cost me a fortune. Just it is. <laughs> it's just been rough. And everyone at work knows about it. Not everyone, but like most people at work know about it. And they're like constantly like, how are you doing? Like, how's it going? And I'm just like nothing got better like it's still the same and like sometimes I'll be driving and like people ask me like don't you feel the same way when you're driving and I'm like no because I can control my environment I can give myself more air if I need to I can pull over if I need to you know that sort of thing but that's sort of the new issue that I'm dealing with it I can't get on public transport it just makes me feel ill if I'm going on a really long drive I do freak out a little bit because I can't control that environment. I'm just going to be stuck. And especially like the other day, I was in my brother's car. So it, it's hard when I'm not driving. I don't know why. It's just like, I know me so I can drive. But if someone else is driving, I lose control of the situation. And so my brother was driving me to, we were going shopping for something. I can't even remember, but we decided to go shopping. And he was driving and we were going completely fine. I had no stress in my mind. And then all of a sudden we got stuck in, um, roadworks and I was sitting there like quietly having a bit of a panic episode and just really shallow breathing. Cause I was like, Oh my God, like it's really hot in this car. I'm stuck in the car. What if I need to get out and be sick? I can't leave. I'm stuck here and it just was ruminating like it was just yeah it's in my head and um I told him about it and he sort of talked me through it once we got um to our destination but it's it's really hard it's really really difficult um so that's that's something I'm dealing with at the moment um but I guess at least I'm able to go to the supermarket and go for walks now because I never was able to do that. The supermarket was like my level 10 scariest thing, like most terrifying thing. Um, 
so yeah how fun's that guys um quick fun break for you before i get back into another depressing topic (laughs) sorry um firstly i hope i'm not being really cringe with the soft speaking um i'm just really trying my best not to talk too loudly um I'm watching Cat in the Hat right now and he just cut his tail and it's like the best scene ever. <laughs> Imagine filming that scene. That would have been so funny. Best movie. Um, <coughs> so recently I went and saw, I went and watched, um, what was it? Oh, what's that movie? Freaking, oh my God, Five Nights at Freddy's. Guys, that movie was booty. That movie sucked. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to this man, but this movie sucked. The only good thing that I have to say about it is the um, animatronics were awesome. Like, they were really, really good. They were really, really well done. Um, Incredible. Jim Henson's, like, puppet company made them. And they were just really, really, really scary. Like if I saw them in real life, I'd actually shit myself. I would freak out. Like it was really, really quite cool. Um, So I thought that was really well done. The little girl annoyed me. I think the whole story was just a bit shit, to be honest, if you ask me. But anyway, um, another thing that I've been watching a lot recently is, um, I don't know if all of you watch YouTube as much as I do, but I watch YouTube like crazy and I am a big fan of Meat Canyon. Um, his second channel, Papa Meat, um, is the best channel on YouTube right now. Not going to lie. He has the best production, um, like ever. Like he has like actual, he uses like actual sets and like all of his, all of his videos are so criminally underrated like they're all such interesting topics such random things like one really good episode he did recently for Halloween was like one about um these two guys who went like cave diving diving or something and like what they saw and like how stressful it was and like now they're like scarred from like the experience and just like so creative like he's just actually so cool like really really cool some of the shit he says is sort of cursed sometimes but I really like him I think his videos are the best so if I had to recommend any youtubers at the moment it would be Papa Meat he is the best and Meat Canyon obviously he's like main with all of his animation stuff he's incredibly talented um he can sing he can voice act obviously he can draw animate like he's just the best he's also got a really really good podcast with noel miller who we all know i am a fan of it's called stretch and fade and that's really funny as well i really like them both but yeah on the topic of podcasts though um they're like the one thing that gets me through life like at the moment i have to go on walks to really get through the day it's like the only thing getting me through at the moment um so I listen to here's my updated podcast list so I listen to weekly stretch and fade uh tmg podcast um who else releases weekly um Brittany the broski report 
And I've also just started listening to We're Here to Help with Jake Johnson and I think it's Gareth Reynolds or something. Um, They're all really good. I think for walks, I mostly enjoy TMG and We're Here to Help because they're funny. Um, I'll also sometimes listen to Pay Pigs with Ben and Emil and um, before I sort of went through some uh, emotional t- turmoil recently, I was listening to um, My Dad Wrote a Porno, <laughs> which was a recommendation from M. Thank you, M, for telling me to listen to that. It is the funniest podcast I've ever, ever listened to and so cringe and just so difficult to listen to sometimes. It makes me want to die. <laughs> because can you imagine if your dad wrote some of the shit that's written in that oh my god and I'm only on season two I think I'm I'm coming up to season three very soon or you know book three or whatever they call it but um oh my god (laughs) what a crazy story man insane shit (laughs) so yeah um now on to the newest um stressor of my life (laughs) hope you're enjoying so far um so it's almost christmas which we a lot of you know is like my favorite time of year ever and i feel like um i'm slowly getting into the vibe but i really haven't embraced it as much as my family has I think they're all really excited because we're in our new house. We have brand new decorations and they've like already put up everything. I put up my Christmas tree, but I didn't feel anything, you know, like I just wanted to feel something. Um, and I didn't really. And usually I do. I'm like the queen of Christmas. Um, so when I was in Canada, I thought it'd be a really good idea when I was on my own to get on Hinge. I'd been on Bumble earlier this year and I decided that it was boring and I'd only met with like one guy and he was nice, but we were just friends. Um, so I got onto Hinge to try and make some friends before I left so that I could like literally just do something, you know, um, and what ended up happening was I started matching with people, but um, it was like a day before I left. And then by the time I left, it was just, it was just like, it didn't work out time-wise. So I changed the location to Melbourne um, and I didn't make it to my suburb because I didn't want to see anyone from my suburb. <laughs> um, which, yeah, hack if you want to... If you don't want to see anyone from your suburb, just change it to the suburb that you work in or something like that, um, which makes it a little bit different. Anyway, been on Hinge for uh, since August, I'd say, July or late July or early August, and um, it's just been, you know, not surprising, it has been shit, you know? As a lot of you, as the people who are on my close friend story know, like it's it's a fun thing that I like to post the really silly people um, from Hinge and the really crazy prompts and responses and stuff. But to be honest with you all, like as funny as as funny as the prompts and the responses that I get are, none of these people are actually worth spending time talking to. You know. Um. I've only really 
gotten to know a couple of people. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 it's exhausting. Um, and I give up. I just can't. I just hate, I hate dating apps. And it's hard, you know, I've, I met up with, um, a really nice person, um, who I just wanted to stay friends with. And I felt horrible telling them that, to be honest, like I'm not equipped to be rejecting people from the outset. It's just really difficult for me personally. I just, it feels, feels rough. I don't know. And because dating isn't really something I do like ever because it's, I, I stay away from the pain. Um, it just makes it harder, I think. And then, you know, you connect finally with, you know, a person and then so sort of like just doesn't work the way you hoped it would. And you're just like, is it even worth the stress and the pain that I feel right now? You know, you really like someone, but you've got to let it go because it's just not like they just they just don't feel the same way as you do. Um, or, you know, that they're not in the same place as you are. Um, and I'm sure like heaps of you, a lot of you have told me stories of similar stuff. Um, and I've spoken to you, uh, to a lot of you about this stuff anyway, but, um, a lot of you will have stories like this where it's just like, you, you're really trying, like, I'm really, I'm just like, I've been single for so long. Yes, it has been of my own doing, but at this point, you know, when I've, when you find a when you find a real one, you're like, I can't give up. And then it gets to a point where your friends are like, you need to, you need to give up. And so you have to listen to your friends because honestly, they know what's best at this point. You're you're too weak to make, you know, to make judgments on these things. And so you just have to follow what your people what the people around you who love you are saying. And that's really, really rough. That's been really hard. Um, dealing with those feelings um, of regret um, and guilt and just, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's rough, guys. You know, this is why I don't date <laughs> ever. Um, and I'm usually emotionally unavailable. And then you know what? I got it got turned on me, man. I got a little bit of a taste of my own medicine. <laughs> you know, it's what I deserve at this point. It's karma for all the times that I've left people ghosted or unread. If you feel the same way as I do, please let me know. Or if you've experienced something similar. Um and I've spoken to a couple of you about this stuff and you've told me your stories and it just, honestly, guys, it just makes it feel worse because I don't want to let go, <laughs> but like it had to be my call to let go. And I did, I made the call and I'm just, I just, <sighs> yeah, you, a lot of you are like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Um, and to that, I say, just ignore me and turn this off <laughs> because I'm just rambling and I'm sorry I'm just sad and I'm just yeah 
I'm just, um, I don't know, I'm not okay at the moment. And, uh, I haven't felt this sad and, um, sort of, like, these depressive sort of feelings in a really, in quite a while, in a long time. Because I guess, I think I was living life, I think a, a lot of the time I've been living life on just, um... Like, it's just been on, what's, what's the word? I've just been on, like, pilot, autopilot. You know, I've just been going through life, not experiencing things and not really using my full heart or my full emotions. And then, you know, this last month, all of a sudden, I was like, whoa, I have feelings and I have a heart. And then I started to think about people that I used to be friends with. And then I realized that back when I was in school, like people that I loved, I was mean to because I thought it was funny. And that just makes me really sad um, that I was so oblivious and so stupid and mean to people that I actually really loved because I just thought it was funny. And you know, even if they made self-deprecating jokes, I wish that I wasn't uh, so mean to them. Uh, and um, I wish that I didn't keep myself away from uh, being loved or um, caring for somebody else for so long. Because I've been on my own and haven't felt emotions and... Um, and also, I guess, like, I've, <laughs> I'm just watching Cat in the Hat and they just knocked him in the balls. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm at the piñata scene. Um... <coughs> so, yeah, so it's, uh, I've fully forgotten what, oh, yeah, and yeah, so I guess work as well, you know, starting a corporate job and stuff and then. It's been a good year on and off, like it's been a really good year and then a really shitty year, like, you know, my role sort of got, a lot of people around me got made redundant and then I got moved to a different job and then I took a different job and I'm really lucky to have the job that I have now, um, but I guess every day is the same and I'm just going through the motions and so yeah, when you like, you finally sort of, I don't know meet new people or meet a new person and you get to know them or something it's sort of like oh my god I got something to sort of live for I guess um or be excited about um be excited about meeting them and you know making new friends and stuff I've been going out a lot with my cousin and her boyfriend and his friends and now we're sort of like a group and it's been really great it's been awesome actually just sort of like hanging out with different people to what I'm used to I'm going to like emo nights and stuff like that, which is not my usual vibe, but I've, I've really sort of like taken a liking to it. It's been really enjoyable because it's just a completely different scene and everyone's really nice and fun. Um, but you know, every week is the same thing and every weekend goes too quickly and then it's back to the same thing every day and, um, you know, when, uh, 
when talking to someone just doesn't work out, I guess it's, um, I'm just like, what, um, what's, what's sort of the point? Um, I don't know. Uh, there are things that matter, of course, in my life, but right now, um, yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say right now. It's just, um, yeah, you guys get it, I think. It's stupid. It's actually really fucking dumb, actually. And I'm really sorry, um, to talk about this. Uh, but I just, I felt like saying it aloud. Um... And take it as you, as you will. Uh, but moving on. To deal with these sort of emotions and feelings. I've been going for walks. And um, I started writing in sort of a journal thing again. And drawing and all of that. And um, I don't know. Everything just feels weird at the moment. I don't know if I'm enjoying it. I remember last time I felt this way, I started journaling and it actually really, really helped, like a lot. And I started counting the days. I was like, it's been this many days since I did whatever or spoke to whoever or anything like that. Um, but at the moment, it, it just makes me more sad, I think. Um... But, you know, one thing I do enjoy is I actually really like the look of my journal. I've been writing in it really nicely. <laughs> and I drew a picture in it the other day. And I think I want to keep drawing more pictures. I really enjoy drawing. Um, especially when it turns out really nice. I'm sort of like, yes! You know? Um, so that's sort of what's going on in my life at the moment. But, I, yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get into the mood of Christmas right now. I'm really trying um, I just, you know, I miss, I miss New York at Christmas time and, you know, that really nice feeling of like you could go absolutely anywhere and they will always be playing Christmas music, doesn't matter where you go, you could get in a taxi, there'll be Christmas music, you go into a Starbucks, there'll be Christmas music, go into Victoria's Secret, <laughs> like anywhere, anywhere, <coughs> and it always... You know, the hotel lobby smells like gingerbread and, you know, the the shops, they smell like gingerbread and cinnamon sticks and, you know, all the stores have Christmas themed desserts and it's just like, oh, just the best. So good. I miss it. Um, But I guess on that topic, it's sort of like, I gotta go on a holiday next year, but I'm dealing with the agoraphobia thing, so I'm scared of going on public transport on my own and meeting um meeting new people in a new environment sort of triggers it as well sometimes. That stress feeling. Um and also just the act of actually getting on the plane I think will freak me out a little bit. And also like I wanted to go to Japan, but now I'm not so sure anymore because I think I need to be in a familiar place at the moment and Japan 
will be stressful and I don't I don't know if I can deal with that right now um I've been considering flying to New Zealand like <laughs> at a random point I've considered just flying to Sydney one weekend just anything uh and one thing you guys uh will learn about me whenever I've got a problem in my life instead of dealing with it or facing it I will just fly somewhere and live there for a bit or just spend some time in another country and then come back feeling better and like a different person because that's what I did in Louisiana and it fucking it worked wonders for me um but yeah I like where should I go let me know where I where I should go guys and if you want to come with me let me know I have taken time off in July three weeks off in July so hopefully I'll go somewhere then um but <laughs> they just got up to the Zimzizaru part the petition where he's got like the the hat and the dreads and he's like sign this with this overly overload what does he say just sign my petition with this large oversized pen that requires two hands <laughs> I'll hold your dog, man. It's really funny. <coughs> anyway. Yeah, let me know where I should go. And um, if you want to come with me, please do. I need to do something fun. I don't know where to go. Think about Hawaii even, maybe. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Um, But yeah, I think I might. I think I might. Oh, also, one more thing. I don't like Alec Baldwin. You, you want to know why? I don't like Alec Baldwin because of this movie, because of the Cat in the Hat movie. And the reason why is because, you know that scene where he, like, comes out of the pipes and he's, like, got all the purple goo on him and he, like, sneezes into his hands and the purple goo is, like, attached to his face and his hands and he just looks disgusting. Like, he just looks so gross. That is why... I don't like... Oh my god, it's Paris Hilton. What the hell? I didn't know she was in this movie. Um, That is why I don't like Alec Baldwin. That and the fact that he's so mean to the kid. He, I hate him in Cat in the Hat. And so I hate him in general because of that. Because of that movie. Let me know if you also don't like um, Alec Baldwin. Um, also, wow. I still find it so insane that he killed someone not on purpose but like isn't it crazy that he accidentally shot and killed someone that's still wild to me I remember I rem I'll forever remember where I was that day when that happened I was at work at the good guys and someone at work was like oh my god Alec Baldwin just shot someone I was like what good times not good times guys it wasn't good times that was really sad anyway I'm gonna let it go now I really should sort out proper artwork and music for this podcast, but at this moment right now, I just cannot bring myself to do that. So let me know if you made it this far. If not, all good, no problem. I will speak to you when I speak to you next. See ya.